Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, everybody. Master Cook, Jasper Cook, and we're going to have a great show today. Sarah Steele is here. Hi, Sarah. How are you? We're waiting I'm for good. Bennett. How are you, Martha? <laughs> it's you and me. I'm just going to, he's in the chat room. The chat room is open. So I'm going to just, while we're talking, I'm going to just call, <laughs> give him the phone number again. Well, actually, yeah, I better, well, do it. 714, and if anybody wanted to call in, 242-5259. And there we go. Okay. I so there's so much to talk about, and um, I know that Bennett, if he comes out, we wanted to talk about some of the things that have been happening. So, uh, Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into the conversation, because you've got a lot going on. Oh, my goodness gracious. Who am I? Um, hello, everyone. I'm Sarah Steele. <laughs> I ask my I I am myself that ter- every day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I'm an attorney licensed <laughs> to practice in Georgia. Um, I'm based out of the Atlanta area. I do all sorts of interesting things for interesting people because most of my clientele come from people in non-traditional relationship lifestyles, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I have a five-year-old son. Um, we're all navigating the waters of autism together, having a, a good time doing that. He's my precious little angel. He starts kindergarten next week. Mommy's heart is breaking, absolutely breaking. Oh, that's right. Um, he's going to get his first haircut tomorrow at five. Uh oh. So yeah, we got a lot of exciting stuff going on. It is exciting. You know, that's one of the things I, you know, that I was thinking that I felt bad about is that the first day of school for the mother and the child—it's hard, but it's so exciting, you know. And some oh, kids yeah. are not going to have that. So you know, and that is sad, you know, because that's really. You know, I, I remember with my own son, it was very, I, I still remember it, and he's grown, but it's just like a really fun, exciting experience to share with the child. But it's so different. Absolutely. Now, you know? And uh, I was looking at something where uh, it was a picture, and they showed, it was a photo they took of a school cafeteria, and they had one kid at each table by himself. I, I was so sad. I felt like crying because I felt right. like, oh my God. It, you know, it's so much fun that they used to have, you know, even when they fought at the lunchrooms, you know, and they kid around with each other and they throw food and they do stuff like that. Right, they still right. Do. They're missing that, you know, and they don't yeah, have and some of them are so young. Really yeah. Yeah, and some of them are so young, they don't even realize what it is that they're missing. I know. 
I did, right, and that's that's kind of the sad part is all the things that we knew as children. Hopefully, if this gets better, hopefully, then they'll know it. But this is not really how we all went to school because we all that's remember right. what kindergarten. Well, I don't. Know if, sometimes people don't remember kindergarten. They might remember first and second grade, but you know, um, it's it's very traumatic for parents out there for oh, sending their kids. So you know, I mean. You almost you do you have hybrid? Is it half and half or? Well, they are still developing exactly the right schedule to fit my son, and so what he's doing right now is going just a couple of hours a day. But even the regular kindergarten class um, is only I think drop off is at nine or ten in the morning, and then they get out at at like one forty five. I mean, it's not even, you know, the full day like what you would be expecting. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, they just and, can't you know, do can that make... right now. I mean, I'm in. I'm yeah. not in the city of Atlanta proper, and so I. Um, and so I'm very lucky that. Well, I, I would say lucky, but I, I very intentionally picked where it is that we live because it's a smaller county. It is a suburb of Atlanta, but it's a smaller county. And they have a much lower incidence of COVID than um, they do in the rest of the state. But even with that, you know, they're being careful. They're being super precautious, and, you know, taking yeah. all the precautions, you know, and being super cautious. And, you know, it still makes me wonder, though, is that especially with the younger kids, you know, they don't know what a virus is. They don't know what, no. you know, no. all of this is. And there's only so much you can explain to them at their age level in order to make them comprehend, you know, what's happening. And so it, yeah, I mean, it, it I, yeah. really is I, I sad for do, me as can, an adult knowing yeah. differently, but I'm yeah. kind of hoping, you know, kids are really pliable. They're very flexible. Uh, they're very yeah, accommodating. I, I, worked in the and pediatric, really, I don't know if you know, I worked in the pediatric office for 20 years. I was a you know, tech lab technician. Uh, I took their blood and throat cultures and everything. And I think of all of this now that I'm watching, I'm just imagining, you know, because when you go to the doctor, you know, kids are crying and, you know, it, it was, you know, I learned it. it was, I remember when I was working in the hospital and I was looking for a job and I got this job and I went like, I don't know if I could do this. These kids are crying all day long. But when you work in the office, you don't hear it. It just, you know, you just keep working and it just comes a part of your day we used to see like 100 people a day but and then now i think about if they're wearing masks you know it, it would be so weird to go into an office when you don't hear anything like a pin drop or something you know right because that's you know and they used to run through the halls and i'm sure that's not possible now like you know I remember we had offices on each side, of, in the middle was a hall. The kids would run back and forth, you know, because the doctors, one of oh, them yeah. was always late. So, you know, and then you'd walk in a room sometimes, and the room would be crammed, everything all over the place, you know. And they can't even do those things now because if you have those things, you'd probably have to throw it away or use individual, you know, those right. packets. And then every time a patient came in, I mean, everything down to that we know is different. Everything. But is that necessarily just bad, though? You know, no, I remember really. somebody, uh, a dear friend of mine, many, many years ago, I was talking about tradition. You know, it's tradition that we do this and tradition that we do that. And he was a very yeah. conservative person. And he said, you know, but is that necessarily the way it should always be? I think history has taught us that, you know, some of the practices that we as human beings have done 
um, is not the way things needed to be done, and then progress is made, and then we change. Now, I'm definitely not saying that kids being, you know, segregated like this and and having to to not be around each other and wear the masks and all this is a positive move in the right direction. Um, I'm definitely not saying that at all, but maybe there will be some things that come of it that's beneficial. Like, for example, you know, a year ago, if you would have looked at major corporations and said, you know what, forget it. I'm going to go, and I'm going to go home, and I'm going to work from home, and I'm going to be at least as productive, if not more. You're going to pay me the same amount. You're going to give me the (laughs) same benefits, and this is how it's going to be. My goodness gracious, people would have looked at you in corporations and thought you were mad. But everywhere you go now, you're looking especially to San Francisco. I just saw where Pinterest the other day is selling their corporate offices because they're going to a work-from-home model because it works. I know. And so out of this tragedy has come something, you know, which could be very good for the everyday people out there that's doing the work for these companies. And I say that's great. Yeah. But then there's the other thing that there are people that – need the stimulation to be in an office and can't motivate themselves, which is, that, that yeah. is you know, very tough, you know, because sometimes when you're home and doing work, certainly as like a writer, let's say we're at home, you know, you can do other things, and you know, but when you're at work, you have to work, but then I've heard from a lot of people, like you're saying, is that, yes, they are, they are actually getting more accomplished, because mm-hmm. they're really working you know, and not fully, you know, not talk, going for a coffee break, doing this, going to lunch, doing that, and they actually are. So I, you know, but I do think, you know, being with people is part of the work experience. Certainly, if you're just even at your first job, let's say kids, you know, they start in high school, you know, those are things that they need to do to move on to see the things they don't want to do in life and the things they do want to do, you know. But they right. might not have that. So I think I'm hoping that everything gets better. I. You know, I remember right when this started, I was having a physical at my doctor, and I said, what do you think about all this? You know, because it's so different now. I don't, and he said one thing, which I think is a good thing. He said, at least now, places will have to be clean. And because, as you know, when you go to a store, like any, in a a department store, when do you think that they ever wipe down the escalators or clean the elevators as much, you know? So I think maybe that part is good because a lot of times you go in and you don't realize how much, now you realize it more because everything you touch, you're realizing it, but you just go on the escalator, your hand is on it. And how many other people's hands were on it? Well, and you want to hear something scary, and I can take a story out of my own life. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, um, I went out of town uh, with my fiance, Amber, and she and I went went to South Carolina just to meet some friends of hers. They're all in the healthcare field. They're all very careful. They were all very, you know, COVID-free and all this. And I practiced every precaution, or at least I thought I did. And then on Sunday, uh, we were going to go to brunch, and I was putting on my makeup, and I got a little bit of mascara in my left eye, and, you know, when that happens, how irritating yes. it is. Yes. You know, you just rub your eye and hope that it goes away. Yep. Well, I kept yep. doing that. I kept doing that. And I kept doing that. And it eventually went away, and I'm like, okay, cool. So we came home Sunday, you know, same day we had brunch. And then I get up the next day, and I can't hardly get out of bed. Well, long story short, I ran a low-grade fever for a week, couldn't get out of bed for a week. The redness in my eye stayed for three or four days. And, of course, the first thing my doctors say, you know, especially considering my cancer situation or or former cancer situation, I guess, was go get a COVID test. I was COVID negative. You know, again, everything was done right. 
come to find out, I had a different virus called adenovirus, and it started out as conjunctivitis in my eye, and my body was fighting it. I had like a very, very minor little upper respiratory thing, but I was sitting there thinking the whole time after we finally figured out what it was, my God, what if it had been something else like coronavirus? Right. And my undergraduate microbiology, I'm well trained in what to do and what not to do in regards to keeping virus and bacteria and all of that out of me. And I even fell for it. And so, yes, I am absolutely all about people keeping things cleaner. (laughs) Yeah. Because really, because you don't know, because the problem with this, and I think one of the things that is going to be a problem is it's like when you have a regular virus, the virus that you have, you know, it's like it has a few symptoms. You know, you can't get out of bed. You, you know, you have a sore throat. You have a cough. You have a fever. You know, you have stomach issues. You know, issues, a gastric issues. But this has so many symptoms that that's probably one of the reasons it's going to be hard to have the vaccine because they have to figure out. There's it. It has it really. There's like so many symptoms that could be COVID. And, and the worst part is then they it stays with you. That's what they're saying. Some of it. They don't know that much right. about it yet. You know, but, you know, when most people, when they have a virus or the flu, whatever, they know exactly what, you know, doctors will say, oh, five to ten days, you'll be better. You know, that's like a stock answer. And it does, it, it works. Right. That's really what happens, you know. And sometimes you need medication, antibiotic, and you need one, do- you know, five days or you need 10 days for strep, you know, but, and it's, but this is so many unknown things that I think people actually don't, they, they have no, you know, that, like what you're saying, the eye, because that is, you know, something that could happen to start something else. And that's why they're not even sure how many people had it beforehand that we don't know. Exactly. You know, you could have I'll be honest fever. with you. I think I had uh, coronavirus last year. Um, it was right, right around the time that Amber and I met. And uh, our current roommate and she and I, we all went to eat at Waffle House up in South Carolina, which is where she was living at the time. And she had, uh, we all shared a waffle. And whenever we came away from that, she and I shared a waffle. And I was just sick. I mean, sick. And so was she. And wow. this was all the way back last September. And everybody's like, wow. oh, you know, it didn't come to the United States until January or February. Mm-mm, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I think it's been around yeah. for a while. It's, I mean, I mean, for a long while. It was just in very isolated incidences. It just somehow proliferated starting in November, and then it got very proliferant, you know, in January. And then it started, you know, really getting the world's attention whenever so many people had it and so many people were dying right, from right. it. Right, right. I think that's true. Yeah, I think that's true. Because, right, because a lot of the symptoms, you know, the loss of smell, you know, um, so many people I know have had, had that happen to them. And um, I had to cancel a show, which I haven't canceled in 11 years. I had to cancel a show that I had in January. I was too I was really so sick. You know, and then I did it the next week, and I know I should have probably canceled it, but I didn't. You know, and I just did it. But I remember thinking, oh, my belly shot still was not really good. And I thought, well, but then all this happened, and then they say that some of the things that people had were, you know, symptoms. You know, because I did have loss of the smell. And but but when people have allergies, which I do, allergies have the same kind of symptoms sometimes. Right. So this is why it's so oh, I know tricky. a dear friend of mine, um, 
shout out to my dear friend. She thought she had coronavirus as well, and all hers was was seasonal allergies. Yeah, and it could have been uh, because also some of those symptoms are sinus infections, you know, bad headache, you know. So that's why it's so hard, and I think people are wanting, you know, the cure, but I don't know if it can come that fast because of, you know, what what encompasses every every everybody's different. You know, that's what they keep saying is they're not, they don't all have the same, but some do have the same, and then there's like a friendship they all develop because they're you know, understanding each other because it's, it's not a good thing, you know, and some have it less. So, you know, and we don't know that if a person did have it, maybe the second time it'll be less. They don't really know that yet. So there's so many things, you know, but one of the things I think that Bennett, which I wanted to talk about was also, you know, people getting evicted. But I will tell you, I was watching something on TV today and I, I, it was so sad. I could, I, there are these people that are evicting them. And mm-hmm. they're Absolutely evicting they them, and they have nowhere to go because they can't pay their bills. And that's going to create a different crisis, or at least exacerbate a crisis. So what do you think? That how was do you, already what do you there. think that's going to be now? I'm sorry. Say again. How, what do you feel about that? How do you think this this is really going to affect a lot of people in in many different ways? What's your opinion that they can do? Well, I think it's going to call uh, what they can do. Nothing. Focus. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. As like I said, the last time Bennett and I spoke, you know, people should really keep in contact with their local lawmakers because they're the ones that are going to end up, happy, you know, passing the laws and the moratoriums on evictions. Um, you know, whether that be your local city council person or a congressman or whoever it may be, um, you know, keep in contact with them, keep on them saying, you know, that this is meaningful. And what's very unfortunate is that the the net result is going to be all of these people are going to get evicted. That's going to cause shelters and places where the homeless are to just increase exponentially. Children are going to suffer. Their parents are going to suffer. Um, even single people, you know, married people, everybody is going to suffer as a result of this. But here's and, – and I am not one to <laughs> defend landlords very often – but what I'm thinking of, and I think actually Ben and I talked about this as well, you know, what about the landlords that aren't like the big, you know, greedy corporation types that have like right, thousand right, properties? Right. What right, about have like, like my former right. landlord or my landlord now? I think she owns one, maybe two rental properties, and I kind of get the notion that she relies on that income to pay the mortgage on the building that I live in. And if I'm not able to pay that mortgage, not only does that affect her credit, but there wouldn't be a lot she could do about it anyway. <laughs> and she, yeah. you know, she would have to evict us because if the mortgage company comes a calling and says, "Hey, man, you didn't pay, you know, your mortgage payment this month," and she's going to say, "Well, that's because I didn't get the rent from my tenants." Mortgage company's not going to care. So the people that well, need I to know. have, you know, the moratorium is not necessarily the landlords but the mortgage holders now you've got a landlord and they've owned this house for generations in their family and they're just sitting there collecting rent just to get rich off of it then yeah but it's the mortgage companies are the ones that need to have you know uh some sort of rule set down that says you cannot you know evict or not evict people but um to foreclose on properties you know if they've been affected by covid and i think that would help 
you know, sort of even out the balance between the greedy landlord that's just collecting money and the landlords that really have to have the rent in order to make their mortgage payment. So it's Such just bad for everybody. Effect. Just everybody yeah, I mean, considered it's bad. You know, I mean, uh, that, that's, you know, in every factor of life, almost everybody is affected by this, and it snowballs to the next level of to whatever, let's say, you know, um, it could be anything, or the restaurants, I mean, they're in big trouble, you know, and then certainly in states like Chicago, I mean, in like Illinois, and we're going to be cold, so it's going to be cold in November, and maybe in October, so what, how are people going to sit outside? This is not happening, you know, yeah. and even if they have heated, you know, tents or things like that, it's still cold. Oh, yeah. So... I don't Absolutely know what's going to happen if we don't, you know, and that's the thing. And, you know, most people are not really happy to go into a restaurant. They don't mind sitting outside, but they don't want to go inside. But all those people, the bartenders, they're not working. All these people in, in so many different phases of life are not working. So it's going to hit everybody. And then, then there are people that if their kids are going to school or they're not or they're in the home doing it, how are they going to work? Sometimes it doesn't work like this. So uh, as a country, we're not equipped for this. We've never had this. So, I mean, even in the worst of times, and now actually in 2020 with all the things we have, the Internet, everything else, how the communication, yeah, we're hearing about it, but there still isn't a way that they'll be able to get everybody working because some jobs you just well, can't do Well, I was about to say, you know, it's kind of hard to have internet so that you can work from home or your child can go to school if there's no home for the internet to be in. Exactly. And exactly. so that's absolutely and it's not a cheap huge problem. You're it's absolutely not correct. Cheap to get like Comcast or any of those places, I mean, it's expensive. And then eventually right. you have to absolutely pay so. your phone bill, Verizon, I mean, it, it's or whatever company it is, you know. So it's like, what, what will be the end? It's, it's bad. So we have to just, I think right. probably we have to just get everybody healthy first, and that's hard. It's going to be really hard. I don't, you know, I really, every state, you know, it, it's probably because a lot of states don't, we don't all have one uniform plan. So this is, yeah. everybody's kind of shooting for whatever they think they need to do for their state. I mean, how are your Well, in order to have a uniform not, plan, you have to have people agree uniformly. <laughs> What was it? What? No, in order to have a uniform plan, people would have to agree uniformly, and that's very difficult to yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what's the what's the cold? What's the like the? What's your weather like? I mean, what is the coldest you get? Like, you know, for the winter. Oh, in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I've lived in Atlanta for the last twenty years. We had a very mild winter last time. Like, I didn't even have to wear a coat hardly. Um, but on wow. average, um, I mean, I've seen it as cold as negative two one time, I think, and I've seen winters as warm as 60, 70, you know, bumping 80 degrees, especially this last year. But the average from November to about February, I would say, um, would be around 50, 50 degrees, something like that. Um, it's definitely yeah. below body temperature, a little bit above freezing. Um, but it, especially at night, though, it can get very cold. I mean, like imagine, like Chicago, we could be twenty below. 
Uh, yeah, you can. I've been there. <laughs> yeah. I've been there, done that. Done I have way. been and there, done that. Yeah, and it's cold. And, you know, so I, for me, you know, I'm thinking, you know, because in, it, even, even when you work at a doctor's office, like I did when, when it was really cold, the bacteria, like, didn't, you know, it didn't seem to be spread as much. <clears throat> but now this is not like that. So it doesn't matter what winter, spring, summer, fall. We've right. already had exactly. two seasons almost. I don't know. If it's already in March, you know, but really if it starts in February, it's like several seasons already. We've, you know, so in hot, cold weather, because we were still cold here in March. Right. So I don't know. We could be in for a long, long run here, you know. And I think, you know, at first when I started doing shows in March, it was like, well, nobody thought, of, you know, well, not that I started doing, I did start talking about COVID in March, but we never thought it was going to be like this. It was March. Now we're in September. I was about to say, I think our great, our, our expectation, you know, generally across the population was that yeah. it would be clearing up and we would be on the very, very large part of the downslide by this time. And uh, now they're talking about how things may not clear until December of 21. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow. my goodness. I, know. I don't know, I know if the psychology of people will allow that because I was just talking. I just went to, to see my hair colorist, and she's a wonderful, wonderful person. Shout out to her. And she was talking about how, you know, she loves her daughter and she loves her stepson. But, you know, she's used to having, you know, a more independent way of living. She would go to her hair salon and do her thing and come home. And, you know, everybody had their own role, their own life. Like the kids had school and, you know, her boyfriend yeah. has work and she has work and, you know, all of this. And now everybody is just scrunched together. And even being there the little bit of time that I was and her daughter was there and school was out, you know, school was done for the day. And the poor kid was just so bored. And I mean, I mean, I know we had to entertain ourselves as kids and, and gosh knows there's enough entertainment for kids these days more than, but after doing this same thing over and over again for six months, I'd imagine she's bored <laughs> and I don't blame yeah. her. Yeah. I think, oh, yes. And I, I, you know what, really, cause and I, I really say parents have done a great job because honestly, this is hard to keep them oh, occupied for months and months, you know, so and they're For missing me, their friends, and they're I, missing I think their routine. Are doing and, a great job. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Yeah. I'm just very glad well, that mine's still so little that he's work, easily entertained. Are you working from home? Do you work from home or in your office? <gasps> uh, my office is my home, and vice versa. Oh, okay. So honestly, there wasn't well, a huge shift for me. In regards to COVID, I I run my own law firm from my home so that I could be with my child until he went, you know, got school age and and went to school. Um, Totally my choice. He didn't do pre-K. He didn't do daycare or anything like that. Um, So there wasn't a lot of change for me, but the world around me changed. And that that was just, you know, that was an adjustment. Yeah. And I think it it is a big – I think that's one of the things I think – People are trying. Some people can't adjust, and it's you know, and it's because it just doesn't suit the way they were. Li- I mean, you know, if you have to be in an office and you have to go to work, I don't. This is not going to work for people. So I don't know. I mean, it's you know, it's it's quite a challenge. I think. 
for people to Well, uh, you know what right my now. biggest surprise has been? And I'll be perfectly honest with you. What my biggest surprise has been is that, I mean, I, I'm family and criminal, and I do a, I, I dabble in all um, areas of the law for the communities that I serve. But the thing that surprises me the most is that there hasn't been more divorces that came to yeah. my office. I kind yeah. of expected this to just rip people's relationships apart. And mm-hmm. I was just waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. Well, it probably, it, and, they, could, uh, it could, they could have ripped it, but, you know, honestly, to be truthful, but they can't afford a lawyer. Some people, that could be another thing. Well, there is that. It's going to yeah. be interesting how the next year, year know, and a half plays out. It, it has, you may be yes, absolutely but, right about that. You know, yeah, I mean, but, you know, and the thing is, you know, which you know, I think I, I'm not sure if you were talking about with Ben or not, but, you know, the abuse that could happen in the home is very absolutely desperate times. So I think I and all the incidents of domestic violence have gone up in the county that I live in by 40%. Yeah, yeah. So I think in all levels, I mean, it's like with people when they go, say, oh, it hasn't affected, it's affected. I, I don't know anybody that couldn't be affected by this in some way. You know, even the way right. they shop, you know, or the when they go to the grocery, like, I, you know, I was laughing the other day. I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, I got Lysol wipes. <laughs> I mean, like, oh, they didn't, I, I haven't seen them in months. And yeah. it's like we take for granted the things we had before. And I went, like, oh, my God. Oh, absolutely. So they, I got, yeah, and I got them. And then I saw, oh, another company that now has it. And I'm thinking, like, you know, you could feel things are they're getting the things we need that they there's sanitizers everywhere in all the grocery stores. I don't know about by you, but here and there weren't. So, I mean, I think we're adjusting in certain things to help the people are getting to the fact that, you know, everybody's selling masks at the beginning. It wasn't that easy and or gloves or anything you needed and uh, hand sanitizers. Not everybody was making them and now they are. So, I mean, yeah. so, and masks everywhere and, you know, so when I go to the grocery, like I said to my husband, I said, oh, my God, they have, like, a lot of stuff. And even, like, you notice things, like, you wouldn't notice the thing, like, oh, there weren't napkins last week. But I noticed it because there weren't napkins, okay? And now we, there were napkins all over the place. And, the, you know, all the things we took for granted. It's like when you went to the grocery store, if you wanted paper plates or you wanted, you know, a certain uh, laundry detergent, well, it was there. But not for a while, right. but they're starting to come around. So that part is good because I was happy to see that there are disinfectants coming around because it was really hard to get. Well, the stuff that we can't find here, no matter how hard we look, is alcohol and peroxide. They are really? just really hard to find. Wow. Yeah, well, because oh, I yeah. think people maybe, well, you know, because when I worked in the doctor's office, what I did, is, you know, is um, we used alcohol a lot to wipe down, you know, the counter. So that's really pretty. I don't. I, I haven't thought about it for a while, but they could use it. And peroxide is a cleaner of, you know, it cleans for infections. So I guess the people who knows. But I didn't think about that. That there's no alcohol. I didn't notice that. That's interesting. You're right. Every alcohol state and probably has. Wow. And I think it. <laughs> I think everybody, it's so weird because people say, oh, I was looking for this, and you go, oh, no, this store had it. But we never even talked about this before because we were all lucky enough to be able to find the things we wanted. But now sometimes if you see something, you just buy it. 
you know, because you couldn't find it for a few months. And we never had that. You know, like tuna. I mean, well, all these then, ridiculous things. You know, like tuna. And then I go, like, you know, because the, certain, you know, when you go every week or twice a week, you're looking. I used to go, like, all the time. And I just run in to get a few things and then make dinner and whatever. But now I get more and I stock up stuff, which I never did. Because my, I always remember as a kid, my mother stocked up on so much stuff and then she ended up throwing it away. So I never did. Because I used to be able to go to the grocery right. store all the time and just get what I wanted. So I think people now are buying like a lot of stuff to keep in their houses because we already know, we now know that we might not get it again. Right. If something happens. Well, which and, we never grew and up let's like talk that. about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, what a privilege we had to be able yeah. to go into those stores and have things so readily available. And I you know. don't even think about I that know. privilege that you you enjoy until it's gone. Yes. You know, even just to go to to get a cup of coffee, you, people would enjoy that. You know, and right. all the little things that that people are not doing now, but it does affect, like I'm sure it has to affect Starbucks because the people are, you know, when you work in the surrounding, in, the, in an office, you'd see everybody walking around with Starbucks cups, you know, or Dunkin', you know, right. and they'd be walking around. But if they're home, they're certainly either they're making their own coffee or they're not eating it. They're drinking it. And let's I love talk coffee, about the social so I, stigma that that goes along with yeah. COVID. I was reading this meme on Facebook the other day about you know the awkwardness that she's experienced because you know you just sw- swallow wrong or something and you're coughing. But now if you're coughing in public, everyone is looking at you like, "Get away from me!" <laughs> you know. I know that. And it, it, yeah, and the joke is like, it's "No, I'm just an inadequate allergy. human being who can't swallow properly." I know that. You I'm know. thinking, right? I'm thinking like I was in the store the other day. I'm thinking like, "Oh my God, I have to cough. They're gonna kill me!" Right. So right, like, you you know, and really, because honestly, if you cough or if I, somebody was on uh, talking about that they sneeze loud and. <laughs> sneeze loud, people are going to, like, shun you, you know, if you're sneezing. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, these are things that none of us ever thought about, you know, before. No. You know, you just, if you cough, you cough. You know, you're not, I mean, just a little cough. You know, you are walking around with allergies, coughing, you know, and, but now, right, you have to, like, go, like, you know, and then, I see, I don't really, there's one thing, a lot of times people, they are taking the temperature place, but I didn't know. I don't know the answer to this, and I I don't think everybody talks about it. Does every COVID patient have a fever? And then, no. You know, I don't think so. So, but and especially if you're asymptomatic, like you go into a hair salon now, they test you. You know, or you go into the doctor, they test you for a fever. You don't have one, right? Go right in, but they don't. They're not testing you for COVID. They're just testing you for a fever. So I guess. I, I don't, it seems kind of strange that if you don't have a fever and you may have other symptoms, you just be able to go in. Right. You were talking about people's reactions and the stigmas. I was in a restaurant, oh my goodness gracious, this had to be about two, three weeks ago. And uh, Amber and, and my, my fiance and I were having dinner with our roommate. And, you know, he and I are Georgia natives and we've been you know, to this restaurant a million times before. And, you know, it's a nice little Italian place. It's sit down. You know, it's not fast food. And a gentleman, and, and they had everybody properly distanced. You know, it wasn't a big deal. 
but a gentleman at one booth coughed at the table with his wife and daughter, and another gentleman two tables away just laid into him. I mean, yelling at him, cussing at him. Don't you know what's going on? Cover your mouth when you cough, blah, blah, blah. And the guy was like, I coughed into my napkin. First of all, your back was to me. How do you even know? And we're spaced at these tables so that even if I didn't, it wouldn't reach you. You need to turn around and mind your own business. And I thought for sure they were going to come to fisticuffs. I'm not going to lie. And they could. And I'm looking at my roommate. They could have a fight. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I'm looking at my roommate because, you know, he's a big guy, you know, retired firefighter the whole nine. And I'm looking at my fiance who works out herself. (laughs) She's rather strong. And I'm not a weakling myself. And I'm like, is this going to turn into a situation where we need to, you know, exit the restaurant? And what made matters even worse is that the guy who coughed was white. And the guy who, you know, said something about it was black. And, you know, you're hearing about the protests and the shootings and everything. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like we're going to end up, on, yeah. you know, inadvertently on, on Facebook Live <laughs> because, you know, uh, well, it started you know, out as a COVID right. thing. It ended up being a racial it. thing. <laughs> and it's like, oh, God. Everything. Yeah. You know, and, and everybody's true. on it. You know, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think. And that's an issue. You know, because people really, you know, if you go to a grocery store, you know, uh, I've seen, on, you know, I see it sometimes it comes on the feed of the phone and the people do have arguments. If someone's not wearing a mask in a state that you don't have to wear a mask and then someone wanted you to wear a mask but you're not wearing a mask and they are mad. So, you know, yeah. and it's become such, all oh, these yeah. things have become such issues that, you know, you don't know. You don't want to start with anybody because you don't really know. Like, even when you go into the grocery store, they have, I don't know about, they have over-the-loudspeakers. They have one-way aisles, and they say, stay six feet apart. Well, people are going down the wrong aisles. I'm going, okay, fine, you know, what am I going to say? But there are people that may not be happy with that because they're not, you know, and they're telling you constantly. It's not like it stops. They're saying, you know, we have one-way aisles. And try to go down the aisle so you don't stay near the person. I mean, and all these little things. Like the, I remember the first time when this was all happening, we were all wearing masks and the grocery. I felt like this is so depressing to to not be able to talk to people or just not, you know, have any contact. You, you know, instead of looking at people, you look the other way. You don't want to happen. You know, you don't want to like, you know, either get into a confrontation or you don't want. You know, God, God forbid they take their mask off. You know, so I think right. this is really this is where we are now. And yeah. I I have to admit I've had two dreams. It was weird. I had two dreams where in the dream, it's like I'm I I'm at a place and I'm going like, oh my God, I don't have my mask on. I'm looking all over right. for it, and I had it twice. A right. Week. And it's enough to make you remember because our minds, you know, are thinking mask mask, mask, and, you know, right? I guess when you dream, you just dream. And I'm thinking, well, you know, because I think you would, if you're if you're wearing a mask, you will freak when you start going with people that aren't wearing masks because it does make people nervous because they make, you know, they're saying, this is a really good way to try to keep yourself safe. But I guess in our minds, you know, when we try to rest or try to sleep, things happen. We just, you can't, you know, 
So I hope I know her that dream more. So I'm like, you know, because sometimes, you know, you almost don't know if you have your mask on. You feel like it's something. Like, right. You have it on, and, you know, and if you have your sunglasses on, you take them off, and you go like, oh, I have my sunglasses on. It's because we're so, you know, aware of every single, single thing we do where we weren't before. You just did it. You know, you walk into a store, right. it was it. You didn't have to worry about anything. And then they have wipes at the store. We didn't have any of that. Now we do. You know, and it's, I guess, you know, I guess these are all things we're going to have to get used to, you know. But, I mean, it seems like we are, you know. I mean, by talking to you and me, you know, the people, you know, we we talk about a lot on the shows and we didn't really want to at the beginning, but we end up talking about it because it does affect people in every way, you know. Oh, so, yeah, it does. I know. So is there any last words you'd like to uh, talk about with COVID? Anything you'd like to tell people? Or, you oh know, I think we goodness. covered a lot of areas. You know, it's very difficult to go through something like this because you feel alone and you feel isolated and you feel like you yeah. are the only person on the planet that's suffering in the way that you are. Yeah. But I promise you, you are not alone. You are not isolated. Yeah. Zoom has exploded with all sorts of things that people can do to do things in a social distance way. You know, look around in your city or, or town or... It is amazing, or, right? They know, do have a lot bird. of things now. Yeah. Yeah. And look at Zoom. Look at open-air markets. Look at things that you can possibly go to. I can tell you, as a microbiologist, how I have stayed safe through cancer and surgery and everything else during COVID, because, yes, listeners, I've done it all, and I'm going to do it all right. again October 15th. I'm having a second surgery on October 15th, is keep your hands away from your face. That was my yeah. downfall when I got a denovirus, and God knows it could have been worse, and yeah. keep your hands away from your face because it has to have a vector, that's what it's called, to get into your body. And if you're, you know, rubbing your eye or, you know, trying to pick a piece of popcorn out of your teeth, whatever the case may be, yeah. then that is, or, you know, even just rubbing your nose on the outside, it's going to be a bad thing, you know, and you know. might catch something exactly like, I mean, I was so careful for so long and I was ready to just tear into everybody in South Carolina that I had went to go visit and all of this and it wasn't anybody's yeah. fault. It was my fault for rubbing yeah. my eyes well, because I had mascara in it. <laughs> so. I know, but these are such human things that people do on a daily basis. They really that you are. you don't think about. You know, a lot of times, like if it's windy, or Chicago naturally very windy. Right. So like right. You, you do your eye, you get your eye waters if it's cold and it's, you know. And that's right. That's going to be kind of difficult in the you know, in the winter because you don't want to touch it. Right. Because like you're saying, just a little movement like mm -hmm. that. Well, then the, but then the thing with that is let's go back to carrying handkerchiefs again. You know, people used to carry handkerchiefs all the time. Yeah. And, know. you know, if not that, then Kleenex. If you have a barrier between your hand and your face, then you can dab your eye. You can scratch your nose. That's you a know. good idea. Take yeah, that's the, a very good get idea. Get the little... Get a little piece of, um, a little box of floss or those, uh, the floss things that are strung up between two posts that you put in your mouth. I keep four or five of those in my purse all the time, you know, if you need yeah. to get something out of your teeth so you're not, yeah, right. you know, grab a Kleenex, well, you know, grab one of those, floss your teeth. 
Yeah, because oh, they're telling, if, if people go to the movies, they say you can. I don't know if they're serving food or not, but they. I think they are some of them because they're saying you can take your mask off. But so I mentioned this. I think on one of the shows. I think it was last week. That if you are having popcorn and watching a show, a, a movie, that some people eat slow. That we have in the, the mask off the whole time. So what is that? Oh yeah, be? absolutely. I mean, Absolutely that's like a, so all these ridiculous little things that you think of that you never did before. It's right. like now, right. yes, you have to. I think that's one of the things, like, really what you're saying is every little thing you do, you do have to watch now. Oh, and Because as good as you this are trying to that, be, something happens. Right. This is something that I never thought about until yeah. we started wearing masks. I had some really bad issues with my hearing. Whenever I was a child, my eardrums kept bursting, ear infections, all of this. And so I didn't realize how much in everyday conversation I rely on lip reading to understand what other people are saying. And if I go to even like a a deli shop or a deli counter or a sandwich shop and I've got somebody talking across from me, I have to ask them to basically shout in order for me to understand them because I can't read their lips anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's another that one of the many ways happens. that, that people have been to a lot of people. Yeah, I bet that oh, happens yeah. to a lot of people because you can't, you know, right? You can't, you know, and, and that's the other thing, you know, the expressions, all the things that people, you know, happy, sad, whatever. It's like these are all these little things that when you want to, like, nod at somebody and smile and say something to them, you can't, you can't really do that now. So, I mean, this is going right. to be a hard adjustment. So I'm hoping we don't have to do this for like, too long because I think, you know, the social impact on this, I, I think it was in March that I had a show and we were talking about uh, dating and uh, dating over 50, of course, actually. And so the author, we were talking about that, and um, that was then. And that was just at the beginning. But look at now. Right. It's hard. You know, if you don't have a relationship and you want to be with someone, it is very difficult right now, you know, to try to want to meet someone and not get sick at the same time. Yeah, COVID is the new STI. Jeez, you know, that's sort of the the, the joke in my circles is that COVID is the new STI because think about it. You could be HIV, HEP free, and everything else. Take all yeah. the precautions in the world, but you freeze in somebody's face, and that's that. I know. I know. We just, listen, we just hope this all goes away, and everything we've talked about today are important issues, actually, because, you know, you're right, because people shouldn't feel that they're alone. And the Zoom, yes. right, there are a lot of conferences. There's a lot of things, and people are just becoming, real, they, their imaginations are want, really wandering and getting into places where you, de- you never thought they could do things like that. And they are, you know, and I mean, they did the conventions like that, you know, I, I mean, oh yeah, with people Zooming and, you know, they did, um, I think there was, an, uh, I've seen several shows where they do that, you know, and I think um, actually America's Got Talent. I mean, they, they're doing a lot of different things now where pe- that people watch but the people aren't in the audience, but they're on Zoom, and it's just like you're there. Yeah, and that's good because I think that gives exposure to these conventions and the people that go there that they wouldn't normally already get. I mean, I know that I teach a lot of classes, and I've gotten to 
teach a broader audience as a result of it. I mean, I got invited to speak at the Folsom Street Fair in San Francisco, which as a lesbian, that's a huge thing for me. And I yeah. do not think I would have gotten invited like that, you know, if it wasn't going virtual. You know, Dragon Con's yeah. another event that's here in Atlanta that's a huge 70,000 people usually come to this, and they're having to go yeah. virtual. So, you know, it's a little encouraging that people might be able to experience Dragon Con without the 70,000 people element yeah, I think that, that might be right. them for going the because it's right. too many people. I agree. Yeah, because I agree with you because I thought the other day, because I've noticed some conferences, you're like, well, no, I might not have gone to their conference, but maybe I better start looking at these things that might be fun, you know, to do these things. Absolutely. I listen to a lot of webinars. I just haven't gone to conferences like this. But I think this is the way, but it's going to be this way for a while. So I think, you know, um, which is why, you know, radio shows up. But you and I are doing a show uh, on the 15th with uh, Janice Janelle. It should be a good show. And uh, same time spot. And then I have next Tuesday uh, John Land and Brand Lewis, and that should be a fun show. Brand has her own show, but she's coming on the show because she interviews John Land all the time, and I'm having him on. Great author. And Brand also is an author, but it should be a fun show. So um, I thank you for doing the show. I don't know what happened to Bennett, but we survived this. We had a good little show. <laughs> I had a lovely time, Marsha, and I'll come back anytime you ask. Good, I'm glad I do. I'm thinking of that because I already asked you for the first thing. So, uh, so thank you so much, and uh, everybody have a safe yes, stay safe this weekend. This is a absolutely. I can't believe this is Labor Day. I, I can't even believe it. You know, I know, it's right? Amazing, isn't it? I really, it is. All right, thank you again. All right, and take care, everybody. Bye. Thank you, Marsha. Take care, everyone. Bye, bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 